This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. It's time for your favorite public affairs radio show, Well, at least it's my favorite public affairs radio show. Jay, is this one of your top 20 public affairs radio shows? Would you put it in your top 20? I would definitely put it in my top 20, there's no doubt. And I would put it in my top 20 all-time radio shows. Oh, all-time. Not just public affairs? Wow. No, I'd put it in front of the Bob Hope Variety Hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, you went deep. That you, is deep. That was deep. Uh, if we're on a list with that Bob Hope Variety Hour, then we're doing some things right. Uh, my name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me on the phone. It's uh, public affairs, community service, and just some uh, fun information to hopefully uh, get you through the weekend a little better. And uh, I thought we'd start with um, some financial advice. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know how your, your money issues are going um, through these economic times, Jay, but I've got some financial advice for you and our listeners. Oh, good. I am all ears. I need all the help I can get. According to a poll, 43% of people who lent money to family or friends were not paid back in full. <laughs> that, that is a shocker. Uh, 27% <laughs> never got even a dime back. So that's just some financial advice to think about when a family member or a friend asks you for money. Uh, Hey, can I borrow some money? I promise I'll pay you back. I mean, uh, I would suggest laying out terms, maybe even have it written down and on a piece of paper, uh, laser printer with spaces for you and your friend (laughs) or even family member to sign. Because if, yeah, it's, no. if it is a conversational, hey, can I borrow some money? Sure, pay me back when you want. Then then you're falling into those percentages of people that aren't going to get paid back in full or maybe never get a dime back at all. Well, and the footnote to this, too, if you think about it, our relationships with our family and friends are pretty important. And then you could absolutely spoil that by whatever amount of money you borrowed or lent. If you said, hey, uh, I don't speak to Uncle Fred anymore because he owes me 200 bucks, that would be kind of heartbreaking to have a significant relationship end just over some money. Did you ever see a movie called A Bronx Tale with Chaz Palmentero? That is a great movie. There's a scene in that movie, and I think about it all the time, and I apply this strategy in in my world of of business. Uh, There's a couple of kids that run by him in in the Bronx and you know they're five or six year old kids or whatever and the second kid runs into his leg and Chaz Palomantero is like hey hey what's going on slow down what's what are you chasing that kid for and he says well that kid owes me twenty dollars and Chaz Palomantero says well do you like that kid and the young man says no I don't like him at all and Chaz says well look at it this way it only cost you twenty dollars to never see that kid ever again the rest of your life. <laughs> see? <laughs> so Words maybe if you do have a friend or family member that maybe you don't care if you talk to them ever again, <laughs> bar, let, lend them some money, and then they'll never, ever call you back because they won't want to pay you back. 
There you um, go. I did borrow a, a pretty significant amount of money from uh, from a friend. Um, uh, maybe let's say twenty years ago, I was going through some hard times, and uh, a friend of mine uh, came through and helped me out. And I will tell you this: uh, probably within three years, I was able to pay that person back, and it was a great feeling on my part to be able to come through and pay him back. Yes. So, and I know a lot of people listening, uh, this has happened uh, in their life too. And it is a great feeling uh, when you're, when you're for, someone's fortunate enough to help you and then uh, you can turn around and, and uh, take care of the situation the right way. Uh, it's a good feeling. Uh, having said that, Jay, I am going to need to talk to you after the show because I need to borrow some money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. 20 uh, bucks or less is about all uh, I can do right it, now. It may only cost you $20 <laughs> to never hear from me again. Uh, here's uh, something that came across my desk this week. Uh, a study from the University of British Columbia uh, shows that dogs know about 165 words. Your average dog knows 165 words. Now, you're a pet owner. You have a dog, right? Uh, oh, Yes. Is that jive with uh, with your vocabulary? Uh, I mean, do you, I first so. of all, you know 165 words at least. Well, uh, does your dog? I'm, he and I are able to communicate because we both know the same words. <laughs> um, no, but here's something I read, and it may dovetail with that because I don't. I'm really, you know, I don't know what ages correspond to which achievements, but supposedly, if your dog is kind of sharp. He's on about on the same level that a first grader would be so far as understanding things. And I that that always struck me as that's kind of interesting because obviously kids are pretty sharp by the time they get to first grade, you know. So dogs apparently are smarter than we think. Maybe kids are getting dumber though. Uh, I remember <laughs> <Let's hope not. laughs> I remember first grade like it was yesterday. I would have I would like to think that I was smarter than a dog. <laughs> Well, I used to have a joke doing stand-up where I said, no matter how funny it would look, don't ever let your dog drive your car. So, But who knows? Maybe if your dog can know 160-some-odd words, maybe you could drive a car. Who knows? As long as some of those words are uh, traffic signals <laughs> or uh, traffic images. Uh... Yeah. You have to just learn the shapes of the signs and then pass the practical test. And next thing you know, your dog has a license. So now that I don't have a dog, now that I've read that, I want to, for the next week or so, when I talk to people that have pets, I want to see if that jives with their household, if they think about 165 words. That seems like a lot. It does, doesn't it? You know, come, sit, roll over, treat. Uh, I know every dog my sister's ever had has known this sentence, want to go outside. As soon as you right. say, maybe it's just the word outside, they freak out. Uh, but 165, maybe I'll put my sister on it and make her uh, write a list of the 200 words her dog knows. And see, well, maybe those, some of those words we can't read on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those words. <laughs> uh, some of those words that happen to uh, destroy uh. the carpet, we can't say <laughs> on the radio, but... Uh, you're on board with the Adam Rich Show. We're underwritten by Vibonomics. You can learn more about them at vibonomics.com. Vibonomics with a V, uh, an audio marketing company 
playing music and voiceover messaging and marketing and promotional and advertising messages between the songs in retail spaces across the country. We have a link on our website. Uh, just click their logo. It's a purple V, and you can find it on our website, adamritzshow.com. Jay Baker, what else is happening in your world of public affairs? Well, you know, we do look for uplifting stories during these uh, COVID times, and uh, this is uh, directly addressing something we spoke about last week. Big Ten indicated that they would play college football after all, and that they would commence on the weekend of October 23rd through the 24th. And, of course, I thought of you immediately, Adam. I am. It's no secret. I'm a, a Purdue Boilermaker and a big Purdue fan, and I am looking forward to watching some Boilermaker football uh, this year. Yeah, after the season was canceled, it was uh, uh, bad news for me. And then after I watched other teams play uh, in the initial um, kickoff weekend, it made it even worse that other teams could play, but uh, the Big Ten couldn't. And now, uh, yeah, as you've said, they've announced uh, the start of the season. I think it's an eight-game season. Is that right? Starting uh, October 24th? Yes, that's exactly it. It's going to be four home games and four away games. And I mapped it out. That means the final game is going to be December 12, which you know, a lot of the teams in the the Midwest and the Big Ten, I mean, you're looking at Minnesota, Wisconsin, <laughs> Michigan. It's going to be so cold playing Dress games in, uh, in those states. My God, I, Iowa, uh, Northwestern oh, yes. on the lake, Evanston, Can Illinois, up by Chicago in, on De- in December 12th. I, I mean, the fi- rivalry weekend, which is close to Thanksgiving, uh, I've been to some Purdue games that weekend. It's freezing that weekend. Let alone two or three weeks after that, forget it. So I, well, yeah, I, I'm not going to be. Uh, they're probably going to dismiss tailgating altogether. But uh, I, I'm going to plan <laughs> on watching the last half of this season on my couch with a fleece blanket. Yes. It's, it's much warmer there. That's why I was going to give you my tip of the week for Big Ten fans: is invest in a snowmobile suit. It's very similar to what that kid was wearing in A Christmas Story. Sure. Uh, he, you don't want to fall over because you can't get back up, but a snowmobile suit, you're going to need it in Minnesota. Now, can I just give you, um, when I heard that there were rumors it was going to start around October 17th, uh, I thought, why wouldn't they start on Saturday, October 10th? Because the date would be 10-10. And in the Big Ten, the, the visual and advertising marketing opportunities of promoting that the Big Ten returns 10-10. It'll be the biggest 10-10 ever with the Big Ten. Uh, I just can't believe they couldn't push that up uh, a couple of weeks. And, you know, I certainly don't pretend to understand testing or the science behind making sure these student-athletes are healthy. Uh, but my goodness, let's, let's push it up a couple of weeks to the 10th, just for the marketing possibilities. I don't really care if anybody's going to get sick or not. Think of the marketing possibilities. <laughs> I know. No, I do not disagree. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I, I think safety of the student athlete is going to be paramount. But uh, uh, when we were talking about uh, the possibility of Big Ten football returning, uh, Coach Harbaugh of Michigan famously said, and this was – 10 days ago, I can be ready to go in two weeks. So I don't know if Michigan had been 
I don't what what do you say clandestinely you know practicing mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is is the other teams just you know I think they sent all the IU and Purdue athletes home uh, as pretty, far as I know pretty sure when Harbaugh said Michigan can be ready in two weeks pretty sure every Ohio State fan was laughing Yes, of course. (laughs) And as you said about Big Ten, there's so many great rivalries. And you did mention the rivalry game for Purdue, which is traditionally against in-state rival IU. The bucket game is going to be occurring. And this is good news for Indianapolis as a city. The Big Ten championship game will return and it will be played on December 19th. So that's a bit of a Christmas present, early Christmas present for all Big Ten fans. Inside, uh, in the in indoor, you know, domed stadium where the Colts play. Uh, yes. What, so for the rivalry game you mentioned, Purdue and IU, where is that going to be? Is it December, Saturday, December 12th? It will be the preceding Saturday, yeah. So you guessed the date correctly. I don't know whether it's home or away oh, this year. Well, you know, if there's any way they could play it in uh, <laughs> in that stadium where the Colts play. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be brutally cold. And I know the NFL has playoffs well into January. And if you're, to- if you're talking about the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs in January in northern Wisconsin, you know, that's one thing. That's... Uh, those guys, that's their job. They have every piece of technology to keep the sidelines 90 degrees uh, or even their uniforms warm. Uh, for a college kid and a student athlete, it's, it's just as cold as playing a high school game. They, they don't have that, the advantages of having uh, the NFL heat tech. Uh, maybe they'll look into that and get it for, uh, for December. Who knows? Well, and there was kind of a little footnote to this. Uh, obviously, you know, you want to preserve your home and away sites because, you know, you're creating revenue streams for the universities and the cities that they're in. But yes, I think you are right. You're going to have to address uh, cold temperatures because you and I are absolutely dead on on this. I have spent many a fine bucket game uh, out in the cold, and whether that is played in Bloomington or in West Lafayette, it can be very cold. And that's during conventional timing, as you said, circa Thanksgiving. Now, with the Big Ten and their announcement earlier about suspending uh, all athletic events for all sports, all student-athletes, does this Big Ten football announcement coincide with the rest of the student-athletes? Are the other sports going to get to play? That was not indicated in the article that I read. As you know, the granddaddy is football, but you raise a great point. Uh, What about other fall sports? Because those student athletes are awaiting things as well. Wouldn't you imagine that they would have to follow suit almost in a way because if the testing protocols are in place, in fact, what what the Big Ten is going to do is they're going to follow what the NFL has done. And I don't know if you saw, but this was breaking news. The first week of the NFL, the Kansas City-Texas game, Texans game, uh, they had uh, testing for all the athletes, all the sideline people, and the front office personnel, and everybody tested negative following that game. Well, that's good news. Yeah, it was really good news. So now the NFL has developed this rapid and 
testing that can be used on a daily basis. That's what the Big Ten will use. But you would think that if you could test football players, surely you could test cross-country, lacrosse, the other fall sports, you know? I did hear today that uh, NCAA uh, has announced the return or the start date for uh, college basketball. It will begin uh, in late November. I think it was November 21st with uh, a slightly shortened season, uh, maybe 27 total games instead of 35 or 38 or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, with some slightly different rules on how many games you have to have played to be eligible for the tournament because a lot of games are going to get canceled with uh, any sort of health scares uh, through the winter. So it was was nice to hear that, uh, you know, this whole COVID lifestyle that we're living through started with uh, March Madness getting just pulled out from under our feet, if you remember. Yes. Like, there was uh, uh, one Wednesday in uh, in March when it was announced uh, that March Madness was canceled, and uh, there was another huge uh, pro sports game that may- maybe uh, – oh, the NBA. The NBA announced they were canceling their se- the rest of their season, and March Madness wouldn't happen. And that all happened right. in the same day. And I think the NBA had a player or two that famously came down with COVID, and that's when they pulled the plug. And uh, and things have been different ever since. So it's nice to hear that at least there's a chance that college basketball could end up with a March Madness in 2021. That would be music to my ears. I, would love I it. really miss it, don't you? Yes, yes. And we also know as we head into the fall, it's that favorite time of the year. It's that it's beginning to look like that time of year again. And it's that time of year again. We need football, <laughs> my friend. Uh, here's the trend for you. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Season 46 will recommence on NBC on October 3rd. So it's pretty amazing that that show's been on. Even if you kind of aren't as big a fan as you might have been at one point the fact that they've had 46 consecutive seasons for that show is kind of cool it's uh interesting to me how they've evolved over the last uh 10 or 15 years with streaming and on-demand services because in you know full disclosure i haven't watched saturday night live live on nbc in over 10 years uh, yeah, but you're I've, not the only one. But I've seen some of it here and there, whether it's a YouTube clip or um, Jimmy Fallon shares a clip on his Twitter account or Instagram or, you know, somehow, some way, I'm still seeing some of the Saturday Night Live skits. And I know when I see those skits on my device, there is advertising involved and they're still uh, figuring out a way to finance that show and pay those actors. Yeah. In a strange way, I had read somewhere that the trend has been because the show had become less popular, yet there were some can't-miss moments that a lot of people were waiting for the following week. So, as you said, clips produced by the show were starting to appear Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from the show. So that was definitely how a lot of people were catching up on what was happening with Saturday Night Live. And through their 90-minute show, there was usually only, you know, seven minutes of it that was any good anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's tough. You don't want to be a critic. 
and, well, I just know, was. They, I apologize. Sure. Uh, no, I know there's a lot of cast members, uh, f- past and present, listening sure. to this broadcast right now. I apologize uh, to Mr. <laughs> Murphy if he's listening. But, uh, uh, yeah, it seemed like the old, my, maybe my sense of humor changed as I grew, grew older. But uh, it seems like every year I think it's getting less funny. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an, I'm an old hack now. Uh, yeah. I, you well, know what I've become? I've become one of those two Muppets in the balcony. <laughs> you're the guy that's urging kids to get off your lawn while yeah. sitting in a lawn chair that's yeah. right yeah well uh as we talked about with fall uh while we're not quite yet to october october is a great month for many of us and uh i looked forward to see what types of things we can expect awareness issues we can expect for the month of October. Number one is adopt a shelter dog month in October. And uh, of interest during this uh, COVID pandemic, uh, many animal shelters have said that that adoptions have been way up because people are at home. They realize, hey, I got time to kind of take care of a pet. And I thought that that was rewarding because that is a difficult situation, rescuing animals. So a little bit heightened awareness during the month of October, adopt a shelter dog. And um, as Adam pointed out, make sure your dog knows what about 165 words, right? Well, I was wondering how many words a shelter dog knows if it's uh, 165, maybe it's a little more. He might, you know, know, he's got more street cred, more, more, uh, more experience. (laughs) That dog's done more living, maybe knows uh, other dialects, other languages, even. He's lived, uh, he's lived his life. Uh, how about this one? This is American Cheese Month coming up in October. And I thought to myself, does this mean cheese made in America or the venerable American cheese product, which you can, of course, buy those little plastic squares in the grocery store? And I, I did a little research on this. Uh, according to the American Cheese Society, and I don't know if you can join, but they do have a website. Uh, This is a month designed to showcase American-made cheeses. No way. This upcoming month, Adam, so if you enjoy cheese, this could be your potentially your best month. I think I might um, pass out cheese if we actually have (laughs) trick-or-treating. Instead of chocolate and candy, I'm going to pass out cheese. Can you imagine your kid... Through, through his Halloween candy, <laughs> there's a craft cheese single in there. They'll I be, mean, it's it's wrapped, right? The kid, the neighbors will be like, "That's the old guy that hates Saturday Night Live, the guy that hands out cheese on Halloween." <laughs> Cranky guy, yeah. So American Cheese Month. It's also Bat Appreciation Month, and it didn't specify Adam whether it was the bat, the flying mammal, or bat, the baseball bat. It didn't really indicate. I suspect. If you're a fan of either baseball or flying animals, you can celebrate it any way you see fit. I will be darned. Of course, with bad appreciation, you do think of Halloween, so I guess that's an appropriate month, isn't it? That is a good one, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Eat better, eat together month. And, of course, eating better is always a great idea. Eat together is kind of a cool thing. You know, Adam, uh, we've kind of raised our kids. It's always been busy at our houses, but was it easy for you to get your girls together? Yeah. I mean, when I would cook at home, they would, uh, you know, eat 
Uh, we'd all eat the same thing. I knew what to make that all of us would like. Uh, the difficult thing was when we'd go out. So it was the old story of having to go to one restaurant to get one kid one thing and then go to another <laughs> restaurant to get something else. Uh, and I, you know, after a while, I can't remember what age you finally hit where you just say, look, this is where we're going. And if you don't like what they have, then you don't get to eat. <laughs> I am laughing because, yes, my recall is you forget how wonderfully fickle children are. And it's like human nature. When offered a choice, you're almost better off. Now you can clearly see how uh, the high school lunchroom worked. You will get this food. You will like it. Grab the tray. Sit down and eat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't need a choice. Uh, it's Emotional Wellness Month. Uh, we do kid around a lot on this show, but uh, you hopefully have some resources that you can turn to. We have more and more resources to make sure that you have emotional wellness. So take advantage of those if you need to this upcoming month. It's also Halloween Safety Month, and we've always talked about Halloween safety to a certain degree as we get closer to Halloween, but Halloween safety is very important. And I know, Adam, you love Halloween, but you also know this is the time of the year you really have to be super careful of trick-or-treaters out and about on those dark streets. That's right. And as we get closer to the end of October and we find out uh, how much uh, most I'm sorry, municipalities are uh, um, restricting trick-or-treating. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have a more of a national view on that uh, as we get closer to Halloween and, and cover uh, the Halloween safety for sure. Uh, let me jump in here, Jay, and ask you, have you, a friend of mine on his Facebook page uh, is collecting donations as he's growing a beard this September for what's become known as Septembeard. Have you seen oh, okay. that, September? I have not. Uh, I am so bad with facial hair, I, I have not kept up with these trends, but it sounds cool. Well, you you would be no help to this organization, Septembeard, where you grow a beard. <laughs> uh, their website is septembeard.org, September, spelled just like you think, septembeard.org. And it's uh, growing a beard to help raise awareness and uh, money for prostate cancer because September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And that's a big one for uh, men across the men's planet health, yeah. and men's health. Um, there's uh, already over a million dollars raised this month uh, through this organization, Septembeard.org. Uh, all the hairy details are on that website. I'll try to put a link uh, on this episode show on our website. We'll have a link to it if you want to check it out. They sell merchandise with their uh, colored ribbon. I think it's a lavender ribbon uh, on a brown hat is their their color scheme. Hmm. Get some merch from the store. Show your bearded pride. Uh, and of course, all their proceeds go to their beneficiaries. Uh, Prostate Cancer Awareness Month this September. No, it sounds like a great idea. And the beard thing makes sense because for many of us who are working at home, we can only scare our pets. We can't scare our coworkers with beard attempts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, coming up, it's going to also be Apple Month. And once again, did they specify the fruit or the computer? 
I think it's up to you which one you'd like to uh, personally, because it's totally non-controversial. I just got a, I just got a new Mac. Uh, I'll be celebrating Apple month uh, with my brand new computer. Absolutely. And of course, uh, it's uh, that time of year that a lot of people visit orchards. In fact, I got invited to an orchard visit this upcoming Saturday. And it is, it's fun and it's great uh, if you've got some young ones to take along uh, because the whole uh, big apple orchard thing is very cool, especially this time of year. Oh, yeah. The caramel apples. Uh, I'm not a big caramel apple guy Uh, any other time of year than. Than right now, from now till Halloween, uh, a caramel apple. I'll get one, cut it up for the whole family. I'll only have a piece or two, but it really tastes like fall. Isn't it ironic that the caramel apple is very prominent during a time period when guys will be growing beards because the caramel coating <laughs> and your beard may not function well together. I'm just saying. No, no. It's caramel, the logistics of it all. The, the Caramel Apple Society's sponsorship of <laughs> Septembeard may, uh, may not happen the way you want it to. Uh, it's going to be chilly month coming up. And Adam, I know you've got to love chili in the fall. It seems to be the perfect dish. I'm a big fan of chili. I love uh, mixing in some macaroni and having what they call chili mac. I've been known to, at a restaurant or or to order the kids' mac and cheese and get a bowl of chili. And I'll mix them up together, and now I've got cheesy chili mac. I mean, yeah, I'm a a big fan. Super interesting uh, way to eat chili, and I highly recommend that. (laughs) This has been Adam Rich. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us the fastest half hour in public affairs uh, to learn more about uh, everything you've heard on this show or to hear past shows you can at our website adamritzshow.com the adam ritz show is recorded live in studio at the vibonomics worldwide headquarters learn more about the vibonomics audio out of home marketplace at vibonomics.com For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.